welcome to another chapter of Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, where we give you a deeper look into your favorite Christian authors and the inspirations, research, and methodology that goes into writing the books you love to read. Here's your host, Jamie Vaughn. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Vaughn with Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. On today's episode of the Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast brought to you by Bethany House, I have Rachel Houck, and she's here to talk to us about her new book, The Best Summer of Our Lives. How, hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Jamie? I'm Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good. Good, good, good. Well, I'm doing good as well. Um, so I want you to tell me about the book without giving too much away. Oh, tell you about the book. Uh, it's about the best summer of your life. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's about four friends who uh, met in kindergarten, graduated mm-hmm. from high school together. They managed to survive junior high and high school, and they call themselves the Four Seasons. They're besties for life. They've kind of locked themselves into this really tight relationship that's going to reach the, the length of its strains soon by the end of the summer. Um, and it's, it's about that summer. They want to have the best summer of their lives between high school and college. This was it. You know, the blowout, everything else is going to be what we would say today, adulting. But the book is set in 1977. Okay. Uh, but things don't go as planned, and it's quite possibly not going to be the best summer of their lives. So that's kind of the genesis of the story. <laughs> so your four main characters are summer, spring, autumn, and um, I cannot read my handwriting. So. Oh. It's snow. That's what it is. Um, I was doing our questions like last night, doing my research, and apparently um, at midnight I shouldn't write. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we need to know about their friendship when we dive into this book? Yeah, like I said, they're best friends from kindergarten. That, that's the whole, their names is what made them friends. They, they go in the same kindergarten class. The teacher's reading summer, autumn, spring, and snow. I have the four seasons. And from that moment on, it's kind of like she spoke their friendship into existence. And they they just kind of bonded. Two of them don't have siblings. And so they became sisters. And there's there's a lot of dynamics between them. They just grew up running in and out in and out of each other's houses, I can talk. Running in and out of each other's houses and just doing life together. Their parents, of course, being friends through this. And that's really how they survive. They call it, they say they're the four seasons, but their friendship forms a square. And if any one of them is missing, it collapses. So the right. whole thing collapses. Two is too insular. Three is kind of awkward, but four makes it all work. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they define their friendship. Well, the themes are friendship, secrets, and forgiveness. How does that play out in the story? Because when they're, when they get in trouble, they find themselves going from Tallahassee, Florida to this nowhere town called tumbleweed oklahoma which i made up because i wanted it to sound like tumbleweed oklahoma and they're on a greyhound bus going out to be camp counselors none of them have ever even been to a girls camp let alone be a counselor mm-hmm. a summer's mom is restarting the camp that she went to as a young girl so here they are on a greyhound bus of all things which means the trip's like 40 hours right and they all have secrets they all have secrets and so that's part of it um and that's the thing that actually strains their relationship at the end of the day. And um, for the reader, though, it's going to be a lot of nostalgia. So whether you were actually alive in 1977 or not, we're kind of nostalgic about the 70s these days. But it's kind of going to be reminiscent of everyone's teenage years. And for those of us who lived in the 70s, mm-hmm. lots of great music references and television show references and clothes. And everybody remembers, you know, Joe Cool. We got some Joe Cool references. So I think it'll reach a lot of people and touch a lot of hearts. Oh, I love that. Um, as a child of the 70s, I totally understand that. Um, so this is a book, when I wasn't born in 77, I came the next summer. So it's still close enough. 
<laughs> missed it by just a little bit. Um, this book is a little bit different than what you've written before. How so? Um, it's not, there's no romance really. There is a love angle. There's a love story, but mm -hmm. uh, I one time said, I will never write a book without a male point of view because I really enjoy writing the male point of view. I have a lot of I have brothers and a lot of good friends that are guys. And so I really enjoy telling a story from their perspective, but he didn't, and I didn't have a male character really work his way onto the stage. There is a guy named Levi that's Summer's love interest, but we don't get any of the story from his point of view. So I've written an ensemble cast before in the Fifth Avenue Story Society where I had five kind of storytellers. Um, this one has the four um, main storytellers, just the seasons. And some are kind of being the main storyteller, but that's probably why it's different. It's a little bit more focused on friendship and women's friendship than I've done in the past. Yeah. So you say that you believe in the power of story. How has that inspired all of your writing? Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. Uh, did I, did I give an answer? <laughs> yeah. I did. I, well, I love to say, I heard a friend of mine say this, that whenever the disciples asked Jesus a question, his answer usually was, well, let me tell you a story. Mm -hmm. we, we call those the parables. And, but it's, it's story is everywhere. When you meet someone, you, you're basically saying, what's your story? Hey, how are you? Like, what do yeah. you do? Where are you from? Yeah. You married? Do you have any kids? Like, oh yeah, you're a, you're you're an engineer. In my area, they would say I'm an engineer because I live in it on the space coast of Florida. So there's lots of engineers. But you know, we're always telling stories. And a lot of times when I talk to people and they find out I'm a writer, they say, "Oh, people tell me I should write a book about my life." See, every life is a story, mm -hmm. so, and that's what really connects us with one another. You know, mm -hmm. how many people do you see and you kind of make a judgment against them? Then you hear their story, right? And all of a sudden, they're filled with compassion or. Um, our sympathy for them. So story yeah. kind of opens up our hearts to one another. I, I totally get that. I love what I do with these podcasts because I love telling people stories. I love getting in and finding what makes them work. So yeah, kindred spirits there. <laughs> so when somebody finishes this book and closes the, the, after they've seen the end in that last period, closes the book, what do you want them to take away from it? I always want them to take away a sense of hope and because no matter where you are in life, you always know there's tomorrow. And I want them to have that feeling that God is in charge of their tomorrow, that if there's anything in their past that's unsettled, it can be settled. You can have reconciliation. You can have forgiveness, um, that there's a choice in all of those matters. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel like, and I want them to feel like they have friends. Mm -hmm. I want summer, autumn, spring, and snow to be their friends at the end. And then there's a character named the preacher. I want them especially to feel like he's their friend. Mm -hmm. So I do really hope that people just feel like they've spent eight, 10 hours with people that they can admire and respect. No, not everybody's going to like every character and they're going to be like, spring, what are you doing? Summer, oh my gosh, grow up. But I love that because that means you're engaged in the story. So mm -hmm. very right. Feel like it's time well spent and they feel hopeful. Now you have a fun addition coming to the book. What can I, you think about that? Do, I do. We've kind of been keeping it under wraps. First of all, I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but I kept thinking I was going to make it happen. So I've written singer songwriter characters before and Summer is a singer songwriter. She spends 20 years trying to make it in country music. She has one super huge hit, which is what she kind of lives on, but she didn't really make it. And so she's, Tumbleweed, Oklahoma at 38. 
and she's trying to figure out what her life is. And um, this guy named Tank makes her a little stage in his diner, and she ends just singing there, you know, several nights a week, and just with her guitar. And so there's a song in particular in the book, and I thought I want to turn this into a song. So mm-hmm. I got together with a buddy, and we we rewrote some of the lyrics because we had to, and he wrote the music, and we recorded it. So this book's gonna have an, a song that goes with it, a song from summer to the reader to the other characters so we hope that people will like it it'll be available on all the music outlets and we'll debut it at my zoom launch party so we'd love to see people come to that when is that going to be that's june 27th 8 p.m eastern time you have to pre-order the book and then there's a form on my website to fill out to say you pre-ordered it and that's how you get on the list to come to the zoom party so we're gonna have so much fun not only the song but we're gonna have uh just some really cool giveaways. We actually did a character list, so you can take a test to see which season you are. <laughs> I'm Snow, which surprised me because she's <laughs> a moody character. Mm-hmm. And so it was super fun. And you get a, you can download a little graphic to say everyone you're so in Snow or Summer and get your characteristics that go with that. It is not exact science. I do want everyone to know that. Tons of giveaways too, of course. Yeah. Well, Rachel, tell us what you're working on next. I actually just turned in a book called Meet Me at the Starlight. Mm-hmm. And it's set in a, another fictional town, Sea Blue Beach, which I found out, oh, that's going to be so hard for the narrator, Sea Blue Beach. <laughs> it's on the North Florida um, panhandle. Mm-hmm. And it's set kind of about where Destin is. And it's about a skating rink, a hundred-year-old skating rink. This book is set in the 30s and 40s in 1987. Okay. Right. You'll be more familiar with that decade. And it's about the skating rink and the town wants to tear it down. So, well, I grew up in that area. So, but oh, that'll be fun to. Yes. Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for spending time with us today to talk about your new book, The Best Summer of Our Lives. And everyone, go to your local Christian bookstore and buy it. If you don't have one near you, then buy wherever you buy your books. And make sure to subscribe to our channel here so you never miss another chapter. Thanks for listening to Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. Stay up to date on all things Christian fiction at familyfiction.com. Christian Fiction Bookshelf is produced by Ross Kluver, hosted by Jamie Vaughn, and edited by Brandon Woolham. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a chapter.